All right, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Football Chats Ask Me Anything series. Tonight, we've got Gymnastic from True North Fantasy Football bringing us some grand knowledge up from up north. Uh, Jim's uh, Twitter, you can find him at Gold Jacket QBs. Um, he's a contributor to the True North Fantasy Football content, content team. He's the host of the Gold Jacket podcast with Connor, uh, also with uh, the True North team, and also featured in previous AMAs. He's as well an avid top shot NBA enthusiast, and I'm with him on that. Um, He has an uncanny ability at finding deep prospects for middle rounds of drafts that can carry you to titles and glory. He loves football and his goal is to help you out with it all. Jim, welcome to the Ask Me Anything. How are you doing tonight? Good, man. It's uh, it's been a while since I was on here last time, and looking forward to it ever since. Actually, uh, pretty stoked. Very stoked. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, it has been a long time. We've preached. You were uh, one of our first guests, if I do believe, one of the at least the first five. Yeah, um, that was. Yeah, we were uh, fresh when we. Uh, got started with you so definitely glad to have you back thanks for your time on this friday evening i know you might have had a bar to go to or a lady to be <laughs> eaten, but instead you're here with us knuckleheads so appreciate that yeah man no worries um no worries i'll, I'll hang out with the wife after when we're done here there sure. we go appreciate it there we go <laughs> make sure the happy wife happy life continues Happy spouse, happy host, my friend. Goes two ways. There, there we go. There we are. I hadn't heard that before, so I'm going to have to keep that in my pocket for next time. Uh, I'm going to jump the gun here. Uh, we'll get right into these questions because there's a lot of them. We had a lot of free agency movement, a lot of trades, um, lots of ground to cover. Um, but I didn't... I let, I let the community speak here um, because I, they didn't need me to post anything. They covered a lot of ground here. But I want to ask, did any of your Top Shot moments get badges this morning? Yeah, I got uh, three debut moments. Um, and uh, my Theo Mal- or my Teo Mallet and Rising Star got uh, Rookie Mint and uh, Rookie Year. Nice, nice. I know that you had uh, addressed that oh, issue cool. previously. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but we'll uh, get right into the football. Won't uh, leave all our listeners here hanging. Um, there were a lot of big name, big names in the free agency news, but which under-the-radar move do you think will surprise people in the 2021 season? So I was looking at this. This is a, a pretty good um, question. And it's not really a big name, but uh, the guy that might that's under the radar is is Matt Breida actually to to Buffalo. I know that's a pretty crowded uh, backfield room back there, but I actually do like Breida's profile. Uh, I thought he was jammed back behind uh, just an impactful room in in San Francisco where they do do a rotation style deal, and then he went to Miami, seemed to have a deal rotation style. Uh, I think he can really break out in Buffalo, though. I don't see Zach Moss being the guy. Um, real thing is going to be if they draft another one, maybe they bring in four because I, I, I see him beating out Devin Singletary and uh, he's more dynamic than Zach Moss. So I think he's actually going to surprise a lot of people and you can have him 
probably right now you can get him for a third round pick if that's what you wanted to shore it up as your RB2. Mm. I'm going to have to look into what my rosters look like after this AMA. Um, because I was also looking at the Matt Breida, and it made me think about what the 49ers backfield is going to look like next year. And that led me to thinking about, wowzers, what a trade today. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I saw that they had said that they were comfortable taking whoever's there. Um, do you think that Jimmy GQ retained his starting position there, or do you think that he's going to be more of a mentor towards the end of the season? <laughs> so I actually, uh, I was talking about this with um, the true North chat there. Uh, Cause they, a, a couple guys in there said, there's no chance that you take a guy, let him sit when you trade that much draft capital. And then I'm a huge Chiefs fan. And someone said, well, Chiefs did it with Mahomes." But Alex Smith is a good mentor, and like he's a good type of um, good type of veteran that you do want to learn behind. He like comes in early, stays late. You know, he, he like studies the playbook. Sure, like he's a checkdown guy. He doesn't win you a Super Bowl, but does everything right. He's the type of guy that you want to learn the work ethic from. And I don't see that in Jimmy G. So, no. like, the injury concerns of Jimmy Deer are, are really concerning, too, right? So, even if he did start, is he going to start, like, more than four or five games? I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I think you're getting a guy that they're moving up for immediately. Um, probably Trey Lance or Justin Fields, whichever one falls to three. And... uh like if Justin Fields falls to three, because I'm not a huge fan of Zach Wilson. That's another thing. Like I don't see him at two, but that's just me. Um, like if Fields lands at three, I can't see why they don't take him or okay. uh, Trey Lance or one of those two. So if you're the GM of the San Francisco team, which which quarterback are you taking? Given if they're all available and they went running back, running back before you. Oh. Uh, that, they're that not going to go running back, but yeah, I mean, obviously, but, but yeah, best, um, best fit um, given their um, play calling and scheming. Even if they probably don't go Justin, chance. I'd probably go Justin Fields, but like you can't really pass up Trevor Lawrence. But I, I think Justin Fields would probably fit there better. Gotcha. Fair. I agree. I agree. I actually have to uh, do a write up on him later on this. Off season, uh, once the draft concludes, so I'm interested in seeing where he lands. Definitely uh, interested in picking him up in a few leagues. Uh, and speaking of people that you like, who are some favorite guys you're drafting or targeting in the second and third round of rookie drafts this upcoming season? So I like, I love Elijah Moore. Um, I'm a big, big fan of his that you can get him like 204, 206 range. In the sec- like, uh, in your rookie drafts, it's a guy that has produced with DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Dawson Knox. He returns kicks too, so dynamic. And uh, I have him pretty high, actually. He's uh, right now. I think he's my wide receiver five. Yeah, five. So like that's the guy I'm targeting. It's it's a good dart toss. Um Trey Sermon for the running back. Another guy I really like. 
and you, again, you can get him late. Like this question's asking, but he's a he's a running back. Has a good draft prospect profile and can definitely beat out veterans. So, um, should we talked about him? Uh, pods dropping on Tuesday. Had the live stream last week, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those those are two guys for sure. Um, another guy you could probably have late in the third round. I'm trying to leave every draft with him. Is uh, Jonathan Adams Jr. And um, if I miss him, it'll be Jalen Darden. Mm. You don't hear Darden mentioned much. I love Jalen Darden, man. What's your favorite aspect of his game? He's a dog, man. Like you can give him a ball, like plays bailing out. You can toss him the ball. I'd say it's more like a 70-30 catch for for him. You know what I mean? Like, would you like love new, to have in no, a fantasy? Or yeah, nobody's new, right? But like that—that's where it came from for me. Is like you just you chuck it with Nuke, and you knew he was coming down with it. Um, I see very strong hands with Jalen Darden, so that, that's something I like with him. To mention Nuke in the same sentence, bold. Said he's not I like love it. just saying no, like too late. Nuke. You already got on tape. Too late. <laughs> but no, I, I completely understand what you're talking about. No, no doubt. Um, and uh. Keep it along the rookie train. Forgive me. So after, uh, you know, his pro day, you can see the screen too. And I honestly am unsure how to pronounce his name. So go ahead and do that Amun for Amun-Ra. The I'll, sun god, Amun-Ra. Amun-Ra. Yeah. Okay, so that's how I was going to pronounce it, but I didn't want to sound like a doofus. So Amun-Ra's pro day, did your thoughts on him change? What did you, uh, what you expected or better or worse or? You know what changed? No, he's he's exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's exactly what you expected from him, right? Like you get that ball when you get that man a ball in space. He uh, he can make he can make defenders miss. He's quick. Um, he's agile. He's fluid. He's the best St. Brown that there is. There's another one coming out uh, out of Stanford, Osiris. Um, and his brother plays for the Packers, Equimenius. Um, but he's he's the best one out, out of the St. Browns. Uh, I like him. I've been waiting for him. He's another guy. Actually, you can have him. I don't know how he's creeping up though. Like I was doing rookie drafts like a month ago. My Wi-Fi is. And you could have you could have him so late, but like you were t- I, like he was going after like Terrence Marshall, Adam Wallace, Rondale Moore, Elijah Moore. Um. Else was going after him or before him. There was a there was a lot of guys though, like in the second round that were going before him. It made, me, it made me quite surprised. I don't know how he's been creeping up yet. I haven't done a rookie draft this month, but last month he was he was pretty late. How often do you do rookie drafts uh, as the season approaches? I'm assuming you do more of them, obviously after the draft. But we're talking hundreds. Um, I try to do them like I try to do them relatively often like if you invited me to one i'll do one let's put it that way because i'm always interested to see um what like how it's going to happen like you know what i mean like you can do like mocks by yourself but it's not the same you need you need people in there making some moves um and hopefully it's not somebody just trying to screw up the the um, adp you know what i mean so like like interesting for me like i've been seeing kyle pitts go 
uh, in super flex drafts at like one twelve three on, what on tight end premium. What? Yeah, one twelve. That, that seems ridiculous. Well, I mean, in a super flex, non tight end premium, I get it, right? You're not going to. Well, I will save that. There's, I know there's a question that's like about him and then about Kevin Jordan and Pat Fryerman. So, say I'll save that for when it gets down to that. But yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> um, and pivoting away from the rookies and into the trade talks. Any chance you think Russ actually gets traded or are we doomed to hear the rumors of back and forth for the entire offseason? If Pete Carroll somehow loses his job, I could see Russ trade going through. I heard he's the one that kiboshed it. I heard they actually had a, had it ready and pretty much done. I've not heard that, but I'll take your word for it. And then Pete kiboshed it. So, I mean... I, I like Russ. I don't understand how any team wouldn't be like throwing the boat at him. And then, well, I think Chicago did, right? I think it was Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like they had the deal like pretty much done. And then Pete's like, nope, not happening. But like, I don't know how you just listen to Pete on that. Like, I thought you, you didn't run the ball on the one. Like, and he's getting crushed. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, I was arguing with a buddy of mine who's a Seahawks fan, and he's like, you need to draft linemen. I'm like, you guys draft linemen. High draft capital linemen. You just don't get the right ones. It's very frustrating because it's not a lack of draft capital in the offensive line that's getting Russ crushed. It's wrong guys, I guess, getting picked because still getting crushed. Okay, <laughs> you heard it here first, Seattle. Get rid of your scout team and replace them immediately. Get I'm not advocating for people to lose jobs here. <laughs> no, it's a pandemic. No. <laughs> Bring on better ones and give them jobs, too. There we are. There we are. Um, There's some reportedly big-name free agent wide receivers turning down big offers from the Ravens to take home team discounts or sign elsewhere. What do you think is keeping them from going to Baltimore? Scheme, QB, coach staff, or some of all the above? So that's – I I got a theory on why they're turning down the Ravens. Not going to be the number one option in that offense. That offense for forty five hundred yards. It's going to be. I'd rather if I was a wide receiver right now. I'd rather take a one year deal at a discount, show off my talents, and try to beef up my stats because next year, um, the cap's going up. They're getting a new TV deal. Like everybody, my grandmother knows. Doesn't even watch football. She knows that the cap's going to go up. That's stupid. Everybody knows. So I can see the one year deals. Right, like. Take a one-year eight million dollar deal, some sick numbers. Come at it for a multi-deal, fifteen million dollars a year when the cap goes up. I get it. <clears throat> what I don't get is like secondary players doing it. So I mean, like um, we were talking before, and I said like even the Chiefs, like Juju turned down the Chiefs, Josh Reynolds turned down the Chiefs. That one I don't get. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> because like. Well, like with Juju, okay, you're going to be like the wide receiver two, probably third or fourth option on the team. You're maybe get like 70 targets, catch 55 balls, maybe 700 yards, six touchdowns. That's decent. It's not going to get you paid. I get you a ring, and that might get you paid, but the numbers alone in the one year won't. Like Josh Reynolds, I would have took that deal. 
Not sure why he didn't. I mean, like, I don't know. He's been very frustrating to own in fantasy as well. So I I kind of expected him to befuddle me in the offseason as well. Um, We're going to jump back to rookies just for the moment, and then we're going to go back into folks we already have in the league. But are there any incoming rookies that you like but would only consider drafting if they land in a specific situation? Um... Uh, like, yeah, really, actually, Chuba Hubbard. Mm. Chuba Hubbard goes to Miami. I'm all over him. Why, why, why that specifically? I think he fits in Miami. Like, I think that offense you could could really fill. Same with, like, actually Kenny Gainwell in Miami would work, too. I was asked for, like, my number one spot for him. But, like, Chuba Hubbard specifically, um, there's a guy that's yo-yoed his offseason. I thought he should have came out last year. Um, I'm pretty low on him. Especially, like, this free agent class is huge. So, like, that took up some jobs. I like, I'm high on Tua, man. Like, I think I think he'd work well with Tua. But that's that's me. Have they done anything to improve their offensive line this offseason? Um, not 100% sure on that. But they can sure do it in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Got a yeah. lot of draft capital. Before I start looking at anybody running behind that offensive line, I'm gonna need to see some movement in that department because. I'm well, see, sure. I think they're gonna move Chuba out, and they can they can motion him out, and like you know, manufacture screens and get him in, in space. I don't think he's necessarily gonna be running behind a line, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't think he's the traditional style running back where I don't want him okay. doing ground and ground, uh, like 15, 16 carries a game. I'd rather him get like eight. And and like five to ten like passes. I don't even like five to ten passes, but like five passes a game and like eight to ten touches. Like I'd I'd be happy with that starting off. But I'd rather him the ball in his hands in space than behind the line. Indeed. All Quick right. to bounce. <laughs> um. So Tuba here has quite a wordy question here. So let's dive right in. There's a thread going around about how basically no rookie wide receivers have succeeded after failing to post 500 yards their rookie year. Rager failed to reach the 500-yard mark due to injuries, but extrapolate, extrapolating to a full 16-game season, he would have hit that mark. Accounting for injuries in team situation last year, is it enough to call Rager a potential exception to the 500-yard rule, or is he as good as gone? I hope to God he's the exception. Um, I'm huge. I'm a big Rager fan. Um, he was my he was my wide receiver two um, rookie coming in last year behind CD Lamb. It was Lamb, Rager, Justin Jefferson for me. Um, I, I do hope it is because uh, the quarterback play was kind of jacked. Um, line was jacked. Everything about that goddamn team was jacked up, and then like even like when you switch the quarterbacks, that play that plays a little bit into it. Too, I know he was hurt, but like I don't think he would have had a uh, really would have had a shot last year. Like, I hope he's the exception to the rule, though, because like he produced in college, he produced with six different quarterbacks. Man, like he's dynamic. Um, oh, I, I'm on the train with Ray. He's dynamic. Like, yeah, I was terrible quarterback play and still being able to do stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm with you 110% on that. I just, 
Yeah. Like everybody says they should have took Justin Jefferson. I'm not saying it's wrong that they didn't, but I don't think Justin Jefferson was lighting the world on fire if he was wearing a Philly green. That's mm-hmm. like, that's just my take. Might have been better than Rager, sure, but he was not breaking 1,400 yards in that offense. He wasn't scoring a massive amount of touchdowns. That I think any rookie would have been doomed to fail there. That's my point. Yeah, that's a good point to make, too. Um, any guys that are being severely undervalued and overrated and or overrated in the Dynasty community? Also, any guys you're buying low on right now? Um, I think Daniel Jones is being undervalued in the Dynasty community. Oh, um, Daniel Jones. I really do. They, they, they... They're turning around that receiving core and going to give them every single opportunity to turn it around. Uh, I also don't think the death of Saquon should be so um, leaned upon. Showed it out from yeah, showed it out upon the mountaintops like he's done. Um, no, I think I Saquon is the linchpin to that offense. You know what I mean? Like him going down, all of a sudden, like there's no. There's no viable threat in your run game. Of course, you're going to just run the shit out of Daniel Jones and make him run for his life and just toss passes and straight the hell out of him. But like, they got a good receiving core right now. I, I guess I, I've been hearing Kenny Galladay's good, right? So if he's see if he's worth all the money. I like Slayton too as a secondary piece. Shepard's good. Um, Evan Ingram's supposed to be good. So like, that's that's <laughs> let's see this right. So. Uh, Daniel Jones. And another one I'll give you too is uh, I think he's going to creep up a bit more. So uh, super flex undervalue. Uh, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he's still a guy you can get relatively cheap compared to the other quarterbacks. And he's going to get you points, man. Straight up. Might not get the team wins, but he'll get you points. Um. Oh, you said something right before that. That uh, anyway, anyway, I'm sure I'll think about it and come back to it. But spinning that into guys are buying low. Um, are there any sophomore players so you're willing to give a free pass for a bad rookie season? Um, no. I'm, big, I'm <laughs> higher on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know what I mean? I, everyone's telling me he had a bad rookie season. Um. Relative to where he was drafted, but he's a guy I've been given a pass to. But I mean, um, relative, uh, I'm still unsure why. I mean, great pick by Kansas City, but I'm unsure how. I guess the word came out is Mahomes really liked him. Is that that's just story, yeah. right? Um, that's the story. Because everybody else, nobody had him ranked as the running back one coming into the draft. Anywhere, so no, threw me off. He was one of, I believe, he was the only running back in the class that caught fifty passes that year. Hmm. I think I'm pretty sure he was the only one. Well, I mean, like I think, any, like, I think Gainwell did, but he wasn't coming out. That's about like PFF rankings, like folks ranking. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah nobody no, had him, but no, was number one, but um. I definitely think agree with you that he's got the potential to flourish on that offense if given the chance. I just hope Reed doesn't. Something do like five touchdowns called back, man. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he had like five touchdowns called back. He had a bunch of yards called back on holding penalties. Yes, I understand. Like maybe the hold, some of them didn't even like bust them loose because like that's another argument. I understand some holds break a guy loose for the touchdown. Some were on the other side of the line that he didn't even run across. So like it made no sense. Um, but like I said, I think relative to his ADP, he he come back. But then, like, if you really drafted him that high, I don't think guys are going to be given upon him. Like, I don't think you can get him for sixty cents on the dollar. But if you can do so. that, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll tell spin back into the rookie class. Um, everybody knows about the big three running backs in this class: Harris, Etienne, Williams. But which of the second round running backs are worth targeting? Assuming. Assuming reasonable landing spots. I know you so, kind of over this a little bit, but no. Um, and my my favorite, my favorite, is still Trey Sermon. Um, mm. I said he's like for outside of the big three. Like you can you can just wait. I think, and then like take. I like I like Sermon, man. Like if he hits and you're getting him in the third round, he's got a good prospect profile, and I. I said it on the live stream. He can go one of two ways. He can either go like the Rodney Anderson and have a injury riddle career at college and then OTAs snap a knee or something that he did and he's out again, rookie season, and you don't really hear him. Or he can go Frank Gore. And like, I don't know if people remember this because Frank Gore is like fucking in the league for 17 years or something, but coming in, like, there were massive injury concerns about him. He got hurt every year. Uh, made it to the NFL and then lights out, right? Like, see you later. He's still playing now. So, like, it, I know it's a big pendulum swing, but for a third round pick, you can essentially get a guy that is going to be a league winner. He can, he's going to be the closest thing to this year's James Robinson you're going to get. Or you can get a guy on your waiver wire week one or undrafted after your rookie class. And, uh, like I said, third round if a guy knows him. And uh, he can he can overtake veterans. He can. How do you feel about how do you feel about JV and Hawkins? Hawkins, I'm a I'm a fan of his too. Actually, I got him on two uh, campus to Canton leagues. Oh, I like JV and Hawkins. Guy, huh? Yeah, a couple of them. Um, I like JV and Hawkins. My co-host is higher on. Um, who's that Mississippi back? Uh, Kylan Hill. Hmm. Uh, they're 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 pretty close for me. I got I got Hawkins ahead of Hill. He's got Hill ahead of Hawkins. Um, I don't I, I don't argue it either way. Um, I, I like those two guys too. Excellent. Yeah, I just uh, I'm an SEC uh, man myself, so uh, I know UK being SEC and the hate on Louisville. I hate the Louisville keeps on churning out college, like NFL talent. Very frustrating as a Kentucky fan. <laughs> Like okay, the thing though too, with, like with I Bridge want people Water, to realize, like, like okay, nice job, Teddy. And that's like okay, now Hawkins, along with everybody else in between now and then, like, geez, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel. I mean, there's too many today. Like they've got linemen in there, and it's frustrating. But we don't need to dwell on Here, that at all. <laughs> here's the thing though too, like I want to talk about real quick like with the big three running backs in the class and then which running backs are you going to take it, uh, in the second and third round? Um, Like they're dart throws. Like you got to understand like these running backs are going to be dart throws. They're not... There isn't enough jobs 
in the NFL for every one of these running backs to be fantasy relevant. He's not without an injury. I hope to God people understand that. I mean, there's not, there's just not enough jobs. Really, how many running backs are coming into 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 the league that are, are what six that people are high on? Six, some of that. I don't see six jobs that are that are really up. that are going to be fantasy league winning jobs up in the air. That's, that's my thing. Sorry, my internet cut out on me. Lovely. I know. No worries. Um. So, I'll be quite honest. I missed all that, and I hate it. Um, you want to hit it hard and fast for me one more time? Uh, yeah. So, what I was just saying there quick was, like, people got to realize that there isn't enough starting jobs in the NFL for all these running backs coming in. So like these second round running backs and especially a third round running backs, like they're, they are dart throws. There's not like, there's not enough jobs in the NFL to make every one of these running backs fantasy viable without an injury. It's, that's just the way it is. Fair enough. Like the way people talk, yeah. like the way people talk is I, they don't, I don't think people realize that. But like there's the 36 wide receiver ones now. Like that that's mathematically impossible. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're at least trading like there's thirty six wide receiver ones. Yep. That's for certain. Um so we're we're getting into Cal Pitts territory now. And apologies to chat if my mic quality has gone down significantly. Um but what range of spots would you consider taking Kyle Pitts in a super flex but a tight end premium league, depending on the landing spot, not being ridiculously terrible? Okay, so here's the thing with Kyle Pitts. Is he going to lose value when you take him in your first round? Probably not. Um, I'm passing on him. To, I'm passing on him, even in a tight end premium league. Um, too rich for me in the first round. Uh, I wouldn't consider taking him. See why people would take him like 104, 103, 105 range after the two quarterbacks, maybe ahead of Chase, maybe ahead of Najee or ETN, depending on how you have them ranked. Um, if I'm dropping a first round pick in a rookie draft, I don't want my rookie pick to have to wait a year to possibly accrue every week value. And historically tight end takes time. Um, like even if you look at the Kittles, the Gronks, the Kelsey's, the Wallers, uh, the Zach Ertz is, um, well, Centennial Gates, like they're not, it takes time. It takes time. So me, 
I'm not going to fault somebody for taking him at like the 105 range. I would just rather pass. I'd rather have a quarterback. Oh, especially like if Trey Lance falls to you at uh, 105 or starter like Mac Jones in a super flex league, like super flex quarterback king, tight end is Prince. Even in a rookie, um, like I said, you got to wait a bit. So I'll, I'm passing. I'd rather be taking like Brevin Jordan um, or Pat Fryermuth, knowing that I probably gonna have to wait the same amount of time as Kyle Pitts, but not invest a first round pick. And I can take like, you know, Jamar Chase or quarterback or whatever my type whatever my team needs are i'll trade for a tight end if i need it or that year and speaking of farmuth and jordan um so given where people are projecting them currently in dynasty drafts you're going to jordan farmuth all, all day every day um i would probably my personal favorite's brevin jordan so I'm a little bit more biased towards Brevin, but I mean, if someone's reaching for Brevin again, that doesn't—it's not going to change my my outlook on the tight end. It's uh, it's a wait and see, right? Like the after tight end, I think the stat was like tight end one to outscored tight end two by the same amount of points that like tight end three outscored like tight end fucking twelve or some shit like that. Like it was crazy you know what i mean so like there's just a shit show in there and again like if you needed a tight end for that year and that's what you're like your your roster set and you're a tight end away because you're throwing in like mo alley cox or or trey burton is your starting tight end guess what brevin jordan and kyle pitts and pratt firemuth in the rookie year aren't gonna be your plug and play 10 to 12 point a week tight ends Trade for one if that's your thing. You know what I mean? Like trade for for uh, trade for a Kelsey. Actually, if you're if you're gonna wait on a tight end because he's he's got a couple years I think still left as a tight end one. Um, and now we're getting into trade talks and draft drafting and all that fun stuff. Tuba again is asked less wordy this time. So uh dot dot dot, dot Miami today? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I like this actually. Miami Miami is uh doing some good things, man. Um I like it. Move move off the three. Uh, solidifies in my opinion Tua or this year. Uh I'm I'm I like Tua. I'm we got chirp today at work about it. I think he does a lot of things very well. I don't think everyone should be crucifying that kid yet. Um, he wasn't really supposed to be um, playing with that injury that he suffered at Alabama. So give him some time. I, I, I like him. But they are doing moves that are going to build this franchise, hopefully around Tua and – I mean, they got a hit on their draft picks. I understand that. But, like, right now, having that draft capital looks pretty nice. Um, They could they could make a nice dynasty run if, if they hit them right. Because that AFC East is shaping up nice um, for the taking. It's, it, Buffalo's looking good, obviously. But besides Buffalo, I mean, like, there's a dynasty that could be taken in that AFC East, and it's up for grabs. I like how Miami's being aggressive with it. 
and leads me to my next question. So, Philly, huh? Question <laughs> uh, this is like um, the yin to the yang there, right? Like, I loved what Miami was doing. I didn't really like what Philly was doing. Um, I think I would just stayed at six and taken probably Jamar Chase, to be honest with you, if I was Philly. I don't I don't get what Philly's doing. Don't like don't Eagles like you're trying Eagle? to play tic tac Yeah, it's like you're playing tic tac toe and then they like merged an X outside of the playing field and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh howie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um and speaking of trades, uh and we're gonna jump right back into football. But can we all relish in the fact that Houston managed to turn James Harden into Kelly Olenek in less than a season? It was a miracle. <laughs> Kelly, it's uh he's Canadian. It's yeah. like a kid. You yeah. so you're a big Kelly fan, I take it then. You, you, you uh, I'm a Celtics fan. I'm a Celtics fan, so he he was there for a bit. <laughs> he was. was. Speaking of Celtics, yeah. I got the uh, Tristan Thompson uh, dunk top shot. So, tell spin that back into it. Uh, what quarterback do you think fits San Francisco the best? We already went over that. Um, uh, just Justin Fields. Yep. Uh, who's one of your sleeper running backs that you're trying to acquire? And if any of your league mates are listening right now, please tune out. Um, or better yet, we'll edit it out for you. So. Who are you trying to steal from your league mates? Um, and uh, well, if if the uh, if the uh, DeAndre Swift dip happened, and that, that's pretty, I was buying him regardless. Uh, DeAndre Swift's a guy I'll pay up for him, but he, like I'll kind of lead into this next question. Tevin Coleman. Now that he's a guy that again cheap man, like cheap dart throws again, like you could have him cheap. So there's a guy that I'm trying to grab before like they really know what's going on there. I'm not saying he's a league winner by any chance, but I mean, who's back there right now? You cut out. Uh, did you say Tevin Coleman's a league winner? You heard it here first, folks. No, Tevin I said Coleman, I'm, league winner. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I said he's. I'm not saying he's a league winner. <laughs> but like I said, there's not really anybody back there. So again, like. This is pre-draft, so of like again, the, the Jets like take fucking Javante Williams or you know Najee Harris somehow or do something stupid, then yeah, I can take Najee with two. Um, then yeah, I'm not taking Coleman, and all of a sudden my third round pick has just been burned. So yeah, he's a guy. Uh, I'll, I'll, he's an adding guy. I was pretty surprised to see Tevin Coleman to be the first one to leave that party in the RBBC team uh from san francisco given his coaching ties and all that uh i i think shanahan doesn't care i just think it's like really uh jermichael hasty like there's so many guys there right like jermichael hasty produced um Ostart if he's ever there jarek mckinnon's still there has he ever played it down with them played a lot um, he, <laughs> no no i think he signed up Let's see here. Uh, 
somewhere on the contract. He's a free agent. Yep. Yeah, but like, and like, it's yeah. I like it's Seven Coleman. He's he's decent. He's decent. I expect even like a committee. I don't expect him to have like ninety five percent of the carries or anything stupid and crazy. And like, we're gonna see what happens here. Uh, apparently, they're going uh, Wilson from BYU at two. So, I mean, Seven Coleman can definitely help out a rookie quarterback, right? Or Sam Darnold. I mean, apparently, uh He's going. Apparently, Sam Darnold's gone. You think? Is, well, is that worth it? Just, just like the Adam Gase effect. I just want to see him like without Adam Gase and see if it was like all bad Darnold or if it was like you know Adam Gase. I'm uh, I've got a couple shares of Darnold that uh, I can't let go just because I've held them for so long now that I'm, I'm sure it's his. He's gone. He'll pop off. So I'm just gonna hold him and fill that. A few shares I can't get rid of either, but it's because nobody wants to take them. Mm-hmm. And give me like thirty cents on me. the buck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm getting like Mo Ali Cox for Sam Darnold. I'm like, no, no, I'll just hold Sam for now. <laughs> I guess I'll keep holding Sam if Ali Cox is what you're throwing at me. <laughs> and is there any way to block somebody from ever sending me a trade again after that? <laughs> oh, I can't stand people that trade like that. They're the worst. Um, any current NFL backup running backs you see potentially becoming stars in the next couple of years, oh, especially given the saturation on the market? Yeah, this is a capo. I'll give you two. So the capo is going to be Kareem Hunt. Uh, technically backup. <laughs> um, Gus Edwards, though, man, Gus Edwards. Gus uh, I love us. I like Gus. If he gets a, if he gets a shot at a starting job, starting role, uh, I think he could he could show he could turn some heads. We've been proud proponents of the Gus hype train here on the Discord for about three years now. So, um, you know. You gotta keep on rolling. It has nothing to do with one of the Edmonds being a Ravens fan, but um, yeah, <laughs> w- w- would love to see uh, some guest success. For T sort of Money, like, I'm uh, not burying Mo Ali Cox either. I lo- I love him. I like him. I I'm just na- I'm saying him because I have him on like six or seven teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's uh, the guy I, I keep I'm... saying. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that they got rid of or got Trey Burton out of the room. Hopefully, he stays away. Um, I, I definitely like Mo Ali Cox uh, on the Colts. I am a Colts fan myself, um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't upset with the way he performed last year. He's nice, uh, Eric Ebron uh, replacement, and it, it's nice to see you know another weapon emerge that we weren't expecting. Especially given that Paris is still put doing Paris things. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. With the okay, we're gonna stay on the Colts here. With the Colts re-signing Mac, are you adjusting JT's value at all? If so, how much? Um, no, I'm not. Uh. 
listen, if JT's on my team, I'm not dipping him. Um, no, I'm not at all. Achilles injuries are hard to come back from, and uh, you name me. You can list me the running backs that have come back successfully from Achilles injury and went on to have some meaningful careers. Maybe I'll say Mac is a uh, Mac is going to be a problem, but as of right now, I, I I don't think there's really any. I think Arian Foster, but that wasn't really too long of a career. And then um, after that, Achilles, and then Deontay Foreman. Uh, another actually, that's funny. That's another Houston running back. Uh, <laughs> he didn't do anything after that, so no, I'm not. I'm that's a really hard injury to come back from, and then general for any position. You know, Emmanuel Sanders did running or wide receiver, but especially at the running back, it's hard, man. So I'm not, I, I don't bet on outliers. Um, how do you feel about the new Drake and Josh combo in the Raiders' backfield? Okay, so I might be too old, but I didn't get the uh, the reference to that. I had to Google it. I guess it was a Nickelodeon show um, back um, in the day. I'm also too old to have been a fan of it, but I was aware <laughs> of its existence. Yes, I didn't. I didn't know about it. I was like, shouldn't it be? Uh, what was I saying? Shouldn't it be uh, Josh and Drake? I'm like, he doesn't even get the first billing. And then I'm like, it's a show, you dummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's weird. It's a weird signing, man. Um, it hurts Josh Jacobs' value. I'm not a big fan of Kenyon Drake. Um, not really the biggest fan of Josh Jacobs either, but I was a bigger fan when he was alone in that backfield and wasn't going to get poached, whatever significant touches that he would have got like DeAndre Washington. I wasn't too scared of, or, uh, is that Michael Warren, the third, I think they had for a little bit. Those guys didn't really, um, didn't really, didn't really do anything for me. So like, you know, as much as, as much as I wasn't a proponent fan of Josh Jacobs, he was pretty much alone in that backfield and volume volume and opportunity will, will sway me if, if there's a, high break on a or a tier break sorry sorry you know what i mean like two guys in a similar tier so now like goes down for me like even like okay josh jacobs miles sanders was a debate last year right? um now it's firmly as of right now for me miles sanders head because he doesn't have a guy like drake back there so like that like that's the break for me you know what i mean um Moving along, uh, there's a number of running backs still unsigned in the free agency pool. Which one are you most excited to see as a future signing, and why is it Caleb Ballage? I do not want the guy that ducks passes coming his way. (laughs) A real man recognizes a threat when it's coming at him, okay? And Kevin Ballage obviously <laughs> saw something there. There's no other reason why he would have ducked that pass or that other pass. Um, but, you know, you've got James Potter, Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley, uh, Le'Veon, Jerry McKinnon, Chris Thompson. Anybody that's standing out to you where they all just kind of throwaways at this point? Uh, I'd like to see where... I'm not too high on him, but I'd like to see where James Conner goes. That, that could intrigue yeah. 
Um, it could really, really intrigue me. Depending, like I said, he goes to a place old, where old glass bones. you know what I mean? They could, he could. If he, I don't know, man. It could intrigue me. He's cheap. He's wicked cheap too. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, a theme for to me, right? Like, I like, I like cheap running backs. If I'm not gonna pay up for like the Christian, if I'm not getting like the Christian McCaffrey's, Dalvin Cooks, uh, Aaron Jones. Or Saquon Barkley's Chubb, I guess I'll throw in there. I know people love Nick Chubb. Um, moving down the free agency pool, Antonio Brown's looking like the next up for the free agents that have yet to be signed, followed by Marquise Goodwin, Golden Tate, Alshon, and Didi. Uh, same deal, not really Ooh. interested. <laughs> Whew. That's a gross um, list. We, yeah, we can, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's Antonio Brown signs with if else. Antonio Brown signs with Tampa Bay. Well, I, I I'd take another swing at him. Again, like he's what he's like your bi week flex filler. He's not he's not anything that's gonna go in. If he if he makes it that long without suspension, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, and we've got a new couple questions here in chat. Uh, are you strictly a player's guy, or do you look at the defensive special team side of things too? And he's wondering if you should take the Giants, Cards, or Panthers as one of these underrated defenses heading into the season. Inspirational pine cone, I'll tell you, don't sleep on the Colts for one. Um, but then I'll let Jim uh, handle it from here. Not really uh, like a defense. I, I do play in a couple leagues. I got the defense special teams. Um, I'll touch that question too. Uh, out of those three, it would be the Panthers, and that's because I'm really, really high on Jeremy Chin. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Chin. So that's, but I, so out of that I'd probably lean him because I'm biased with him. So, but I'm not sure how the whole Panthers defense really does. I'm not really sure because I don't know like the I don't know the scoring nuances when it's just a team defense slash special team, right? Like all of a sudden I got 15 points and then I'm down to like three after like one touchdown or I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't I don't get the scoring system with them. I like individual defensive player more, so I'm gonna do that. But that's just me. Are you a big IDP guy? Not big, but. If there's going to be defense in there, I'd rather the IDP. Hmm. I'm right there with you. I love IDP uh, mostly just because it makes the drafts as wonky as possible, um, especially if you balance out the offensive and defensive scoring. Things get really crazy. Oh yeah, but, uh, I watched the guy take a friend of mine too. Uh, I watched the guy take, and I was laughing at the time. I'm like, man, this guy is like reaching on defensive players but like we had a big idp team probably like 14 spots on the idp and then 14 for the for the offense so like while everyone was reaching on offense like he just started hammering idp his team crushed crushed his idp more than made up for his offense that's the way it goes that that's when you know you're in a good IDP league. Whenever the defense actually makes a difference in the scoring. Um, how high do you see Parsons going in rookie drafts with offense and IDP? 
Uh, I don't Stop know because, like, I I, I trade for defensive players. <laughs> as shitty as that sounds, like, I, I don't draft them in rookie drafts. I, I've swung a miss too many times. So I, I trade for them straight up. Like, I, I really trade for them. <laughs> so Patrick so, Mahomes for Parsons straight up. E- easy win for me. Yeah. That's, I smash accept that. Getting Parsons. Excellent. Excellent. I'm sitting <laughs> in my home right now. Um, so I'll we're answer that up on an hour here. <laughs> Outside um, of that T Loss Fields question. I want that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to that. Uh, oh, I'm unrealistically. Yeah. Uh, I'm unrealistically high on uh, <laughs> uh, Kyle Trask, but again, when I say that and I laugh about that, like, you know me, I really think it's Trevor Lawrence and then a tear break and then Justin Fields and then fucking everybody else like three four five six maybe even qb7 i don't see that much massive like i don't see huge difference between like mac jones zach wilson trey lance kyle trask like they all do some things well and they all do some things really bad like trey lance actually i like it was probably like there now He's creeping up there. That Kyle Trask is definitely in my top five. I'll tell you that. I get ridiculed for that. I get ridiculed for that. <laughs> ridiculed by friends or league mates or all of the above. Your family. You go to family functions and you're getting ridiculed by that. Uh, if I let it out. <laughs> Some people think Trask is a is a is a Marvel character, so I'm like, ah, that's okay. <laughs> if, um, if Wilson or Trask goes the same frame, does that impact anything with the rankings? Uh yeah, if Trask goes to San Francisco, um I don't see how he doesn't shoot up everybody's rankings. Really I really don't. But I San Francisco's not taking Kyle Trask at fucking three. You know we you know they're not. <laughs> you don't trade up for a guy that, that that you can take without your first round pick, really. But yeah, if he went to San Francisco. Yeah. Well uh not I hate Wilson. Like <laughs> And I know he's gonna go too, which is crazy to me. Like San Francisco's gonna go Fields, right? You would think. Mm-hmm. That's my assumption. Yeah. Trash, man. Like I, he's got good feet, man. I like his feet. Uh, you can. I have concerns a bit about him forcing balls to pits, but hopefully that can be fixed. We'll see. Bryce is curious if you've ever pooped your pants, and this doesn't ask me anything. <laughs> so I guess it's only right for that. <laughs> oh man! Um, like recently? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm just Are we kidding. talking the most recent dog I pooped my pants or just like that? <laughs> like the time you pants? thought it was a fart and then like you ate too much ch- like tacos and it wasn't a fart? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just having fun. Uh, oh, not that I can remember, my friend. Bryce does this in all the AMAs. I think it's a for the uh, or the term is for that. Where he's projecting it onto everybody else. Uh, the Giants went from having barely any weapons on offense, speaking of, um, to having too many weapons. Do you see any of them performing exceptionally well in fantasy? We already touched on this a little bit with Saquon, who runs 2,000 yards this year. Easy if he doesn't go down. Is I get. I uh, guess give me the rundown of who's getting the points on this offense. Daniel Jones. That's the guy. That's the guy you want. So I have a theory that um, when you have a quarterback, an offense that has a lot of weapons, like the Rams a couple years ago when it was Cooper Cup, Bobby Wood, Sammy Watkins, uh, Todd Gurley. You just wanted the guy throwing the ball. You just wanted Goff, right, or the cheapest wide receiver. So um, I'd be taking cheaper one out of Galladay and Slayton, who we all know it's going to be Slayton, uh, and Daniel Jones. That's the guy. He's going to be going to be the guy throwing it. So if any of them are getting points, Daniel Jones is going to be responsible for it. And we'll we'll use quarterbacks as our last segue into the final question here as we wrap up on or coming up on an hour. Um where do you stand on the Dalton memes? And I mean, why is everyone an idiot for trashing the Bears? Or better yet, <laughs> why aren't more people trashing the Bears? Yeah, why aren't more people trashing the Bears? You mean like the Bears team that decided they were gonna pass on Andy Dalton last year? and throw their eggs in the Nick Foles basket only to after Andy Dalton has a bad year. That's just weird to me. (laughs) Um, Or like the Bears organization that traded up from three to two to grab Mitchell Trubisky and then like could have literally just had him at fucking three. (laughs) Like, oh my God, this organization doesn't get quarterbacks right. And Brace is right. They could they could have had Jameis. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's not not looking good in the in the Bears world. Uh, here I feel bad because like, don't, my don't boy don't. is uh, boy's Allen Robinson. That's like I love love Allen Robinson. I just want him to have have a quarterback that can can get on the ball consistently. Yeah, uh, I was. I agree with Robinson's move. I mean, it was the right one, given like the market move with the franchise tag, and then make money next year. But yeah, I am wishing nothing but like him to keep getting more successful because he's quarterback in college was Christian Hackenberg. That's crazy, man. He's never had good quarterback play. <laughs> ever. Ever. In his entire life. Uh, and now he's got Dalton thrown to him. 
What a hell of a note I always too. joke. Like I always joke. I say, like, there's Nuke there. Um, I say, what's the difference between Nuke and A-Rob? Houston drafted Watson. Chicago took Mitch. That's it. That was the difference right there. Uh, and the butterfly effect spoke up. So they say. Um, well, it's been an hour. Bryce um, snuck one last question in. Cardinals next year. Evans, <laughs> possibly running back, given, you know, they've got drafts coming up and all that jazz. But look at the team right now. What do you think? Um, I don't see them winning the division. And that's the first thing I think you got to do is win the division when the year starts. And I don't see them winning it, but that's that's me. As of right now. I mean, I would love to see something spicy happen down in that division, but yeah. yeah. I still think it's Seattle, to be honest, this year. I've been saying Seattle all year this year. If Russ doesn't leave, um, I like Chris Carson. I love uh, Lockett for real-life football and uh, DK for real-life football. So, like, those... I still think it's I still think it's Seattle myself. It, I find it a little strange that you mentioned all those players, but you left Rashad Penny off that list. But I guess that's a conversation for the, another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks again, my man, for coming on. Can't thank you enough for spending the time answering our questions. It was another one that went off uh, without a hitch, besides my internet being garbage, uh, but. Give the people a rundown what you got going on, what you got coming up, all the fun stuff in between. Everybody can find your the links uh, at the very, very top of the chat, but give it to us verbally for all the listeners. On Twitter, anytime you really want, uh, Goldjack QBs. Um, I have podcasts every Tuesday with my man, Connor. You can follow him at Connor10. Uh, we drop a live stream Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday, I drop the audio from it. So if you missed the live stream, the following week, the audio comes out. This Tuesday, uh, Damian Parsons will be dropping. It was a good article. Or, sorry, good pod. Um, I write a few articles here and there. I'm not like a weekly guy. Uh, I'm more right around now i'm a, I'm a guy like once the combines are happening and pro days and stuff i dive into a couple prospects that i like last year a big one for me was gabe davis um this year i dropped so far jamar chase everybody knows everybody likes him whatever a uh, terrace marshall came out uh, i got i think i got an almond ross st brown one to come in and then uh elijah moore so like those will be my four uh, wide receivers. Yeah, but that's about it. <clears throat> DMs are always open if you ever want to shoot the shit. Like anybody, any, any anything you need to ask, they're always open. It's true. It's true. That's how I slid in there, and effortlessly, if I might add. Pretty I quick. Like I don't really do much at work, so you know I'm always there on the phone, ready to text you back as soon as my phone dings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thanks again, my man, for coming on. Obviously, you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, we'll get you on again before the season kicks off, obviously. Um, but it's been a great time having you on the server. 
love the audio up for everybody ASAP.